peoples of the worldwide federated internet what's good Here we go. As you can see in a different background today, traveling. So I was trying to get my gear together, working out some audio problems. Well, I'm, I wouldn't really say audio problems, just me trying to figure out how to get my audio sounding as pristine as possible. It's not perfect for those fellow audiophiles out there, but you know what I mean. So we're in the book of Exodus chapter 8 and verse 1. And as I see something Pharaoh did, it made me think about myself. As I said, I'm looking at the Old Testament, especially more, uh, what's the word, introspectively. So I'm not so much looking at it and thinking about how, oh, why did these people do X, Y, or Z? I'm looking at it and thinking, man, I'm exactly like this. And I see what needs to change in my life. So anyway, without further ado, the book of Exodus chapter 8 verse 1, let's get into this. All right. Um and the Lord spake unto Moses, um go unto Pharaoh and say unto him, thus saith the Lord, let my people go that they may serve me. Same thing. He's telling Pharaoh to let his people go. Let the people of Israel from out of your clutches and from out of their bondage. And if thou refuse to let them go, behold, I will smite thee all thy borders with frogs. Or I will smite all thy borders with frogs, excuse me. And the river shall bring forth frogs abundantly, which shall go up and come into thine house and into thine bedchamber and upon thy bed and into thy house and into the house of thy servants and upon thy people and unto thine ovens and into thine kneading troughs. And the frogs shall come up both on thee and upon thy people and upon all thy servants. And the Lord spake unto Moses, Say unto Aaron, Stretch forth thine hand with thy rod over the streams, over the rivers, and over the ponds, and cause frogs to come up upon the land of Egypt. I wonder why um, these first two plagues had to, had to do with water. I don't know if there's a significance to that or if this is just the way God wanted it to play out. Something tells me that there was something significant about that. Normally, when something shows up once or twice or three times, it's probably because there's something significant to that happening. So I'm assuming that there's more to that than I know. 
uh, verse six, and stretch out um, his hand over the waters of Egypt. And the frogs came, uh, and Aaron, my bad, stretched out his hand over the waters of Egypt. And the frogs came up and covered the land of Egypt. And the magicians did so with their enchantments and brought up frogs upon the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron and said, Entreat the Lord that he may take away the frogs from me and from my people and I will let the people go, that they may do sacrifice unto the Lord. Now, now we have this, and we know how this plays out. So, it's it's no surprise what's going to happen next if you've already read the account or if you're familiar with the account. But I wonder, I wonder if Pharaoh had already set his mind once his magicians were able to do the same thing. And I, I'm inclined to believe that's what happened. And he's actually toying with Aaron and Moses at this point. And Moses said unto Pharaoh, glory over me. <clears throat> when shall I entreat for thee and for thy servants and for thy people to destroy the frogs from thee and thy house <clears throat> that they may remain in the river only and he said tomorrow and he said be it according to thy word that thou mayest know that there is none like unto the lord our god so this is very specific he said tomorrow this is what i'm requesting so now moses is going to go to uh the most high god of heaven and earth on the behalf of uh pharaoh to end this plague of the frogs and the frogs shall depart from thee and from thy house and from thy servants and from thy people and they shall remain in the river only and Moses and Aaron went out from Pharaoh and Moses cried unto the Lord because of the frogs which he had brought against Pharaoh and the Lord did according to the word of Moses and the frogs died out of the out of the houses, out of the villages, and out of the fields. Now I'm just gonna stop and say I don't have any kind of phobia of frogs, but man, this had to be just straight up grotesque. All these frogs roaming all over the place. Yeah, that would have that would have got under my skin. Like really got under my skin. Uh verse 14. And they gathered them together upon heaps, and the land stank. Yeah, I know that was a stink smell. But when Pharaoh saw that there was respite, he hardened his heart and hearkened not unto them as the Lord had said. That word respite means pause, temporary intermission of labor or of any process or operation, uh, interval of rest. So God had, you know, paused on this, this plague of frogs and Pharaoh saw that and turned on his word. Now, I think that he had already turned on his word when he saw that his magicians could perform this thing as well. I think that was the I think that was the vehicle by which his heart was hardened, because, again, Moses is the the 
to Pharaoh, Moses is the source. Aaron is the, the messenger. So f from Pharaoh's vantage point, he's saying, yo, if, if this is something that, that you say your God is the true and living God, the most high God of heaven and earth, and he's the one that's doing this, well, my magicians can do the same thing. So, huh, maybe he's not so powerful. This is probably what was going through Pharaoh's mind. As crazy as it sounds, as I said before, thinking about how Pharaoh was brought up, it definitely was crazy, but was his conclusion unreasonable? Well, humanistically speaking, no, nah, it wasn't unreasonable. But from the vantage point of God, yes, it was definitely unreasonable because everything Moses is, is sent to do by God is happening. So that should, at a bare minimum, that should have gave him pause to say, uh, maybe I need to give some consideration to what he's saying. Um, let's see, where was I at? Uh, okay, I'm at verse 16. Okay, so Pharaoh hardened his heart in verse 15 and verse 16. And the Lord said unto Moses, oh, before I stop, this is what I wanted to get at. I almost forgot my thought. So when I read that, I thought about, again, I thought about myself. And I thought, I cannot even judge Pharaoh piously as though it's so odd that he did this. And this is what I mean. How many times I have done this in my life? Now, maybe you haven't done this in your life after getting saved, but I can tell you with 100% assurance, I did it in mine. You have some sin, some something you struggle with. You pray, you ask God to forgive you. you uh, God begins to bless your life, do some things, help you out. And then you go right back and do that thing again, right? You feel bad. You feel terrible. You go to God again. God, please help me get over this. Bless me, encourage me, whatever. God blesses you, encourages you, helps you. And then you go right back to that, that sin. I'm not going to say every believer has done, has done that in their life, but I have. So I can't speak for anybody else. And that's why I say when I read these things, all, all um, pride is removed. Complete humility. I'm reading this and I'm thinking to myself, yep, yep, I, I can see exactly how he could do that because I've done the same thing in my life. That was, the, was the, kind of the thought I had and I almost passed that and forgot about it. All right, verse 16. And the Lord said unto Moses, say unto Aaron, stretch out thy rod and smite the dust of the land that it may become lice throughout all the land of Egypt. So dust of the land is going to become lice. It's getting real hairy out here in these streets, these Egyptian streets. And they did so for Aaron stretched out his hand with his rod and smote the dust of the earth and it became lice. Um, and man and in beasts, all the dust of the land became lice throughout all the land of Egypt. Now, this would have 100% without hesitation made my skin crawl. 100%. Verse 18, and the magicians did so with their enchantments. 
to bring forth lice, but they could not. So there were, um, let me read that again. Let me back up. Got ahead of myself. And the magicians did so with their enchantments to bring forth lice, but they could not. So there were lice upon man and upon beasts. So his magicians now do the same thing. Then the magician said unto Pharaoh, this is the finger of God. And Pharaoh's heart was hardened and he hearkened not unto them as the Lord hath said. So now even his magicians recognize, all right, we have reached our limitations. And this is, this is what I thought also as I, as I got to this. There, we view the world so um, black and white, so to speak, right? We, we don't view the world in, I don't want to get all religious, but we don't view the world in spiritual color. We see the world as black and white, ones and zeros, only what we can see. And we never think about the things we can't see. Think about the fact, consider the fact that his, his magicians were able to do some of these things that God had commanded Aaron to do. Think about that. Where did they get that power from? Now, we know that all, God has all power. We know this. But where did they get this power from? Under what authority were they doing this? I have my thoughts and I might come back to that, but I said all that to say there are things at work beyond what we can see. And sometimes we don't consider that. And I think we do that to our own to our own hurt. Right. There's more to the world than meets the eye. And the Lord said unto Moses, rise up early in the morning and stand before Pharaoh. Lo, he cometh forth to the water. And say unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Let my people go, that they may serve me. Else if thou wilt not let my people go, behold, I will send swarms of flies upon thee, and upon thy servants, and upon thy people, and unto thy houses, and the houses of the Egyptians shall be full of swarms of flies and also the ground wherein they are. And I will um, sever in that day the land of Goshen, in which my people dwell, that swarms of flies shall be there, to the end thou mayest know that I am the Lord in the midst of the earth, and I will put a division between my people and thy people, Tomorrow shall this sign be. And the Lord did so. And there came a grievous swarm of flies into the house of Pharaoh and into his servants' houses and into all the land of Egypt. And the land was corrupt by reason of the swarm of flies. Yuck. I don't even want to think about that, all of those flies. If you've never traveled to Africa. I've been to Africa several times and 
in certain places, I'm, I'm not going to say it's all of Africa because, you know, obviously I haven't been to every country in Africa, but the countries I've been to, the flies are ridiculous, like on another level. So I definitely, I definitely can see how this right here, because you think a bunch of flies, like what's that, right? That's nothing. Nah, enough flies that they fill everywhere. Yeah, that's a problem. That's a huge problem. And Pharaoh called for Moses and for Aaron and said, go ye sacrifice to your God in the land. And Moses said, it is not meet so to do, for we shall sacrifice the abomination of the Egyptians to the Lord our God. Lo, shall we sacrifice the abomination of the Egyptians before their eyes? And will they not stone us? We will go three days journey into the wilderness and sacrifice to the Lord our God as he sh as as he shall command us. And Pharaoh said, I will let you go that ye may sacrifice to the Lord your God in the wilderness. Only ye shall not go very far away. Entreat for me. And Moses said, Behold, I go out from thee and I will entreat the Lord that the swarms of flies may depart from Pharaoh, from his servants, and from his people tomorrow. But let not Pharaoh deal deceitfully any more and not letting the people go to sacrifice to the Lord. So Moses is letting them know, all right, we know where you at now. We know where your deceit is. I'm telling you, don't, don't, don't uh, back down on your word. Don't switch it up on me. Uh, verse 30 and Moses went out from Pharaoh and entreated the Lord and the Lord did according to the word of Moses and he removed the swarms of flies from Pharaoh from his servants and from his people there remained not one and Pharaoh hardened his heart at this time also neither would let the people go. Again, I'm not going to come down on Pharaoh super judgmentally because I have seen in my own life, I have witnessed with my own eyes, me do this same exact thing. God brings me out of a situation. God brings me through something and I go right back to the thing I prayed and asked God to deliver me from. So we what we see really in in the book of Exodus and in the book of Genesis and really in the whole Bible is we see human nature played out. We see how humans react to God. We see how some people react in a way that doesn't really work out for them. And we see how some people react in a way that works out very well. And what's funny is when you see what Pharaoh's doing. The children of Israel do the exact same thing when they leave and go into the wilderness. God tells them to do something. They go back and do the exact opposite. Then they repent. They, they, they're good for a little bit. Then they go back and do the exact opposite. I've done the same exact thing in my own life. So when I look at these things, I no longer look with awe. Like, how could they do this? I look and I go, hmm. Now I see what the warning signs are. I see how this starts. So 
for me, that's extremely helpful. And I think if it's looked at in that way, it can be extremely, extremely helpful. Anyway, y'all know what it is. Stay frosty, people.